0: okay hello welcome to episode 257 of sap kings therapy i have a very very special guest today and yes he has become a guest at this point uh to the podcast uh why don't you introduce yourself mr guest
1: hi ho i am mr guest
0: yes that is your new name because yeah you haven't you haven't been you haven't been on for a while so that that's that's what you've become but anyways what a great time to make a guest appearance because the Kings win. They beat the Lakers 116 to 111 in oh, almost at Staples and Crypto.com arena. Um, Yeah, without their arguably their best players, some bonus. And yeah, first first thoughts.
1: I mean, any win against the Lakers is a good win, a really good win.
0: And yeah, we had we got like the beam chance in LA in Crypto.com yeah. Arena at a Lakers game. Like I was, I was saying during while watching the game, you got to watch your back on that. <laughs> you're in, you're talking about hostile territory. You're in the most hostile territory to Kings fans.
1: Yeah, plus you know, especially when you never know what's gonna happen in those like last uh, few seconds. A- anything could happen. Maybe the game could have turned around and. That white, the beam chance uh, would have uh, been uh, just uh not necessary.
0: Honestly, like, you know, the Kings could have blown this game too because down or they're up four. I thought Fox fouled Kendrick Nunn on that play. They don't call it. And, you know, smart, very, very smartly, like, very, very underrated part about him. Fox is a really smart player. And he he basically gets the ball, throws it to Rashawn, who just kind of happens to be a half-court, and uh, I think it was Max Christie fouls him to you know to make him shoot free throws, but instead it's a clear path foul. So really good heads-up play by uh Fox to I guess make up for the non-call um earlier. And yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a dangerous game that the Kings were playing, but yeah, still they escape with this one again without Sabonis. And it's a big win because last time when they lost the Lakers, it was a it was a tough it was a really, really bad loss. So it only makes sense that when they do beat the beat the Lakers in another close game again without their best player, it's a good win.
1: Oh, yeah. Pretty much kind of offsets that loss, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's a that's going to be deep in the kind of deep in the. I guess deep in the, I guess in the archives of like long of like lost games this season, you know the Kings have had a few of those, but they've had they've made up for it more than enough with just some really really good wins. So okay, let, let, let's get into it. So um, this is Demantis um, and Matthew Dovadova was ruled out of this game with a non-COVID illness. So was Alex Len. I don't know if he had the same uh, illness, but apparently it was a stomach bug something along those lines um i was even theorizing was it from the Chimezi metu graduation or the jersey retirement at his high school
1: mm. oh i don't know i feel like a lot of people are getting sick during these months to be honest
0: yeah it's uh i mean like you know not not to compare myself i'm not feeling great right now either so. oh boy <laughs> yeah well hopefully it's nothing i got i got a bit of a sore throat i hope it's nothing but oh. <laughs> it, either way yeah the 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 christmas the kind of like post-holiday bug is definitely kind of traveling around hopefully everyone stays safe out there just don't get in the crowds even though you know let, let's just say we're not heeding our own advice <laughs> to, to say the least <laughs> a- anyways yes um Sabonis, uh, Delhi and Len were all ruled out. Kind of just very, like, very last minute, too. It it was, like, after ESPN 1320 had finished their show was when it was announced. Because they didn't talk about it on the show. So, yes, they were out. So, instead, in his place, Rashawn Holmes played. And, you know, I I have said, like, you know, in the few times, like, there were, like, most of the time when Rashawn plays, it's, it's not good. And, like, when he does play and it's, like, deep, just, you know, honestly, when he's not terrible, I'm like, you know what? He did something good today. Like, a little bit of, you know, rose, clear, like, purple, tinted, tinted sunglasses. Like, just trying to pump up the guy. But I can legitimately say Rashawn Holmes had a great
1: game. Oh, yeah, most definitely. He – I wouldn't say he was, like, the Rashawn Holmes that we saw last season, but he played well enough with – um you know, I guess our pace and uh, I guess game plan without Sabonis to a point where, you know, he made the right calls, to be honest.
0: And, you know, he he also came to rebound, 11 rebounds tonight, you know, eight defensive, three offensive, just kind of play, like for one of the first plays of the game, bounce pass rolls to the rim for a dunk. Like I've met, well, actually not for a dunk, he did a reverse layup, but we, we haven't seen that. And it's just like, yeah, there, there we go. There's the Rashawn that we know. And then he was hustling for rebounds. He was do. He was out there producing. And it's just mm-hmm. good to see a guy that you know. Let us be honest. Has kind of lost his way a little bit. He still got it. And you know, it, I don't know if this means anything because if when he was when he returns to reserve role, it's in such a limited role that he simply can't get a rhythm. But you know, really happy for Rashawn to be able to have a game like this.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh playing in the starting lineup, he feels a lot more confident because so far, in my opinion, the bench not really producing much, to be honest.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a bit, but Rashawn Holmes, I'm reading it right now. DPOG this game, and yeah, oh. he was really good. I really liked it. Mm, okay, congrats to him. Jeez. Yeah, let, let, let's stick with the starters for now. So you know, Harrison Barnes, like I had, I had thought, I, I don't think I said it to you, but I was like say Harrison Barnes is going to need to have a great, have a great night for the Kings to win this game. And while he didn't have a great night, he's, he's, he was, he's been shooting like, I think almost 60, 50, like for the past few games. Hmm. So he, he didn't shoot that, but he was aggressive. They ran plays for him. He attacked the rim. He drew fouls. He had a really, really aggressive game. The exact kind of game that you wish you got you got from Harrison Barnes a little bit more. But you know, for one game, he changed it up, he put on his hard hat and he went to work.
1: Yeah, he's the Mr. Reliable and GG's. I didn't know that he shot 17.
0: Y- yeah, honestly, in, in a game where you don't have Sabonis, you have to shoot 17. Mm-hmm. I wish he would shoot 17 more. I don't I don't care that he shot six for 17. He was aggressive, he made plays. And he drew fouls like they, that's what they needed, and yeah, he delivered. He mm-hmm. really did. And okay. you know, tw- twenty points, six rebounds, which also big. Like just again, the the Kings needed this from him, and he delivered.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: Hegan Murray, really the only guy that for some reason was in the negative plus minus. I think it was because he played with the bench, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was. I thought he was good this game. He did get hunted a little bit on on uh, defense a little bit, but I look I think he's going to be a really really good Defender like honestly worst case scenario he's like Harrison Barnes and Harrison is a really good Defender and you know he he contributed wherever he could on offense you know three offensive rebounds like I don't I don't ever remember seeing that from him like he he also came to rebound like 10 points 10 rebounds just look that everybody needed to step up and even though like the box score doesn't really show it I think he's I thought he stepped up
1: Oh yeah, especially on the defensive end. Like I mean, he did his best to guard against LeBron in those uh, very few possessions. And uh other than that, I mean <laughs> really it was just Lebron that we have to really stop, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and LeBron is LeBron. He's gonna do his thing, even though he's old now. Like you could you can tell he's lost a bit of a step, but he's 39 he, what he's 38 this year. Like, what do you expect? Twentieth mm-hmm. year in the league, and he's still dom. he's still punking guys like like it's nothing you know he, he's played he's played against jabari smith senior and jabari smith junior like that's, that's how long he's been in the league
1: that's pretty crazy what oh man was even jabari smith junior born when lebron played uh like first started
0: Jabari is 20 years old you know he might not be wow I, I, look, look that up for me while you're at it. But uh, yeah. that, that's actually an interesting thing. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna move on to the to the next point. I have. Look, De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox, he came to play. Like you know, I talk about like they needed a good game from Harrison Barnes. You for sure needed a great game from De'Aaron Fox. And you know, it's it's not like he shot badly. 13 for 23. That's over 50. percent But he came in aggressive. He attacked. He got some really, really nice bounces, Um, like some of the best bounces I've seen on, like, threes and jump shots. But he he attacked the rim. But most importantly, he got to his spot. Like, this was one of those games where, like, they don't really have a guy that can keep him in front. And, you know, God forbid LeBron is not going to guard him. He's probably the only guy that can really do it. But, like, he just attacked, attacked, and got to his spot, and then just hit his shot. Just he he did some superstar shit this game, like 31 points, six assists, and only three rebounds. But I felt he was aggressive, like trying to hunt for some rebounds. Like he did his job and you know, he brought it this game. Wish he was shot shoot a little better from the free throw line. Three for seven from the free throw line. Like this game would have been over had he just hit like one or two more free throws. But what can you ask? What more can you ask from him, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, especially with Sabonis out, we definitely needed a big game from him, and he produced. So, um, whatchamacallit, just going back to the Jabari Smith, he was born five months before the first game LeBron played. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: Wow, yeah, so is... it, it was cutting it close. He he might have been, like, drafted, <laughs> uh, whatchamacallit, by when uh, Jabari Smith Jr. was born, maybe. Well,
0: he was in the womb. That's where he was. Yeah. Uh... Damn, like, I, I don't know what to marvel at, like, how young Jabari Smith is, or how not even, you know, in, in life, like, LeBron's not that old, but like, Jesus, like, that that's how long he's been in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he's going to play two more seasons because he's waiting for Bronny or uh, Bronny James to get in.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see if he even plays for the Lakers.
0: Oh, uh, they'll find a way. <laughs> the guy, they'll trade up. I don't know. Uh, so, okay. Kevin Herter, seven for 13, three for eight from three for 18 points and eight assists like that actually surprised me that he had that many assists but he he was good like despite getting kind of hunted on on defense a little bit but like i thought he i thought he did his job and a little bit more
1: yeah i kind of wish he uh you know created more for himself for some reason it felt like we saw more of him in the third quarter but, you know, in the first, second and fourth quarter, you see him in short stints and, you know, he hit he his shots. It's just I wish we saw a little bit more of him just handling the ball for himself.
0: And, you know, one thing I've kind of kind of thought of that the King should do to kind of shore up the bench a little bit, like have Kevin Herter play with the bench a little bit more because. Mm he's a he's got some creative juices with him and like since Malik isn't ju- just isn't hitting a shot he's not able to create as well like you can have a backup plan and Kevin Herter running the second unit a little bit and you know trying to maybe play Malik off the ball a little bit you know try and get him get him into like rhythm somehow uh, like Herter, uh, he, he almost exclusively plays with Sabonis when he's on the floor like I've noticed so Mm-hmm. That's kind of why, but I want I want to see him run the second unit a little bit more. Like again, eight assists this game, and the Kings needed that. He needed someone else to create since Malik wasn't getting it done.
1: Yeah, and speaking about Malik, I-, I feel like I have not seen a game with him, uh you know, producing anything since probably like early December. To be honest, I don't know what's going on with him.
0: He's had a bad stretch, and I don't know what it. Maybe it's like injuries. He like he had a he had a bad wrist that had him like sit out the previous Laker game. Mm. And you know, in this game, he was just kind of doing a little too much. Like he forced his way to the rim, couldn't finish. And then also just had really ugly turnovers. He just didn't have it this game. I hope this is kind of like just one of the, uh, I hope this is just one of like the kind of anomalies. I think he will find his way soon, but right now, like if he's not producing the bench, just isn't going to get it done. Like in terms of just production, because the this this is the this is a stat. The the Lakers had 59 bench points. The mm-hmm. Kings had 21.
1: Yeah, that's pretty atrocious. And in the first quarter alone, man, I don't know if you remember how many points the uh Lakers bench had, but I I believe we only had five.
0: Yes, we had five, they had 20.
1: <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that's that's crazy.
0: Yeah, so like the starters really carried the Kings this game, and you know they they played really really well. And I I think this is actually fixable, like without any like without any real, basically without any trades. I, I think this is actually fixable. Maybe you even play Terrence Davis a little bit too. Like I I thought I thought when the when they were when it was twenty and five, like stick Terrence Davis in stick Terrence Davis in there, have him like you know. On, I don't want to say jack a few shots, but have him like cook a little bit. See, see if you can get something from that. But I think an adjustment can can be made. Like just put, just have Kevin Herter play with a second unit for a few minutes each game, and you know just like until Malik finds his rhythm, it's going to be tough. Like Davion, he's still learning. It's tough for him, but like I don't, I think Herter could be the answer here.
1: Hmm. Well, I guess we shall see
0: um one guy that did play pretty well off the bench did his job like Trey Lyles like he I thought he played well like 10.6 rebounds like the the Kings actually got a lot of offensive rebounds this game even though there were so there were so many plays where I was so annoyed with them not getting the rebound like you know say what you want about Wayne Gabriel not a great player by any means that man that man hustled and like Mm. Wayne Gabriel got his hands on so many loose balls it was so annoying Like the Lakers came with a, fought with a spirit about them. And the Kings didn't match them for a lot of the game, I thought.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel like they uh, got a lot of offensive rebounds, in my opinion. But they definitely got a lot of second chance points, uh, surprisingly, which, uh, you know, 22, uh, the Lakers,
0: 10. I don't know, just watching the game, like some of the rebounds that they gave up to the Lakers, some of the defensive rebounds they did not secure. Oh, my God, it was painful. But Trey Lyles came to play. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was big. He just, he, he just does, he just produces without doing too much. Like, what can I say? He's, he's kind of becoming very reliable and it'll be interesting. Like, are, are the Kings gun going to re-sign him? And honestly, I think they should, <laughs> and, mm. but the price tag will be interesting, but he's been really, really good for the, for the Kings. Mm, oh yeah. Uh, another person that's been pretty good for the Kings. Well, at least what I thought when he played like Chimesi Metsu, you know, he was, he was played his role out there and then you know also was pretty good on defense i thought like he had a nice block on lebron and he defended like russ and lebron i thought pretty well on some possessions who you know russ i don't think that's a mismatch at all like i think mezzi can hang with him pretty well lebron is a whole nother story but i thought he defended him pretty well
1: oh yeah definitely cherishes his his, uh, minutes well and you know really doesn't do much or like doesn't do overdo uh too much to be honest and especially like in the beginning of the season where he kind of, I felt like did a little too much.
0: Yeah. Like that's kind of, apparently that's the, I didn't, honestly, I didn't ever noticed it, but like James Ham said, that's pretty much why he got benched for so long. It's uh, because he, you know, w- whenever he starts like getting into his bag, then there was only one moment where he did that was, and it led to like a foul on Thomas Bryant. So like, that was fine. But you know, I don't ever want to see him get into his bag. Like, cause when he starts dribbling, that's when the Kings are in a bit of trouble because he, just he just gets stripped. He does a little too much. It's just, you know, this is the perfect role for him. Be the athletic cutter and just also like fight for rebounds, three offensive rebounds this game, two, like two, five rebounds total. Like he just, he does well, like he's doing his job and I'm glad he's able to just kind of understand, Don't you know, you can get into your bag. Sure. But that's not what we want you to do. We want you to get rebounds and cut, you know, on time to give the, give the guards a little bit of an outlet pass, and then just try and finish if you can. Mm. Perfect role for him. Oh yeah. Um, Davion, I thought he was good on defense. He blocked a Kendrick um, uh, a Kendrick <laughs> Nunn jump shot. Like Kendrick Nunn sucks, <laughs> um, but you know, like he he's been really good on defense lately. Like against Jalen Green, he blocked a step back jumper. Like you know, he doesn't. He's not big. He doesn't have a big wingspan, but don't but you you fuck around, you're gonna find out how good Davion is. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah.
0: And we spoke about Malik Monk earlier. So yeah, overall, just you we need they need to make a few adjustments to the bench. They just do. And just if Malik isn't gonna find his way, yeah, it's gonna be tough. Like you're you, you the the starters are are really good, clearly. But, like, I don't know if they're going to bail out the, the bench like they did this game. So the bench is going to really need to pick it up.
1: Yeah. And, like you said, it probably come with experience. And, uh, hopefully, it'll come soon. Because it's already, what, what halfway through the season already. Jeez, time passes by so quickly.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Like, halfway through the season, the Kings are... You know, not out of the playoff picture. They're very much in the playoff picture. So this is a this is a very new experience for us to, to say the least.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: We're apparently also one of the only teams with a positive road record.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: You know, if you look at the stand, if you look at the expanded standings, even the even the best teams, they're like barely 500 on the road, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Geez. Good on the, oh, Boston, 16 and seven. On the okay. Road? yeah on the road
0: the east coast i think is better but like the west teams are like a lot really yeah. bad when they go to the east coast whatever it is maybe there's some good brewing in the east coast i don't know
1: <laughs> no i mean let's keep it up and hopefully we maintain this like three four five seed for a little while longer
0: okay let's talk about the lakers lebron <laughs> he's simply lebron Like, he he was 11 for 25. He settles for way too many jump shots, but it's understandable that, like, just – he's older. He doesn't want to go to the rim all the time and, you know, take all those hits. He was really good. It just wasn't enough.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, better LeBron taking those jump shots than Russ because –
0: or anybody else. Or yeah, literally anybody else. <laughs> like Troy Bowen Jr., he sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> he sucks. Thomas Bright, he was really good the last time we played. He, I thought he was okay. I was surprised he didn't play in crunch time at all. Patrick Beverly. Why was he out there? He was out there in crunch time. I don't know why. <laughs> I legitimately like someone on the Lakers mentioned it, and I'm I agree. What why?
1: But he hit that one three. That's why. (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Like, I don't think he was doing much on TV. like, Fox was not scared of him whatsoever to attack. So it's like, (laughs) meh. Like, look, the the little rah-rah shit, like, works with the Timberwolves, sure. The the rah-rah shit does not work here. And his encore production, like, it's always been hit or miss. And, like, now that he's kind of definitely on the downward trajectory of his career, like, it's, he like, just why was he out there?
1: Yeah, I remember like there was a play where he was trying to guard Fox and, you know, of course, Fox gets by him Complained to straight to, I believe, uh, either Troy Brown or Thomas Bryan to, you know, get help for him.
0: Yeah, like it's just he he's definitely he definitely talks a lot more than he actually does anything nowadays. It's just and, you know, I don't I, I don't know if you caught a too small thing. I don't think there was one. I think they told him to calm that shit down, which is funny. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. You think this is the last season? On the Lakers? Yeah, first career.
0: I what is, I think the Timberwolves are going to try and pick him back up.
1: You think so, really? Huh?
0: He is a hero there. He he is their version of Shump. I mm. think they'll pick him up.
1: I hope he's playing off the bench or even in the dirty.
0: He's not going to play, which actually probably why it won't work because he's, he's not, he's not on the court. So like that, that rah-rah shit doesn't really work when you're off the bench. Like the reason why Shump worked as well as he did, he was a starter Mm. and Patrick Beverly was a starter for the Wolves. So. You know, I don't know if that that stuff works like if he's just going to be a bench warmer. Like maybe he plays a little bit off the bench, but I don't think it's going to work the same way. But anyway, we're not we're not going to talk too much about that. Schroeder. I don't really know what he did, honestly. <laughs> like that's a about another guy that's been a bit disappointing, although like the first game against the Lakers, he was really or first game against the Kings or the game from a week ago. He was really good. I just don't know what happened. He just didn't really do anything out there.
1: Yeah. To be honest, I, I don't. I don't know myself. It seemed like it was a Russ and a, mostly a Braun show at this point.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I just thought Schroeder would be able to annihilate the defense by just sneaking up into the rim, but he just he didn't really he just didn't really do that. I guess the Kings just did a good job of shutting it down. They were mm-hmm. packing the paint very well because mm-hmm. uh, lo and behold, the, the Lakers not good at shooting threes, so. You know, and of course, like they're they're really good paint, um, they're really good paint um team. So, like Mike Brown definitely told them, yeah, just shut down the paint and just let them shoot jumpers, <laughs> like they can't really do anything else. So <laughs> no, and, yeah. yeah, it worked. Mm-hmm. When you and Gabriel, I, I said that man fights. Like I, I he's a guy you definitely love when he's on your team and you hate when he's when he's on the other team because this man will fight tooth and nail for every single rebound. Talk about a guy that cherishes minutes like and Gabriel is definitely one of them
1: oh yeah kind of in a way I kind of wish we uh, still kept them but oh, man. uh
0: man yeah mean, he's not uh, he's not a good player overall like there was a he shot an open three and airballed it so badly like but he is a guy that fights and you know it's because he can't shoot he really can't play anything other than the five which is what he is he's a small ball five on this team Mm-hmm. So it, it's tough for find him to, you know, for him to find a role. He's basically their version of Metsu in a way.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, luckily he's getting minutes with the Lakers, and yeah, seen why like it's working out for him well.
0: I hope some places, I hope some places in L.A. let him eat for free.
1: No, why is that?
0: Just just because you know they're on the Lakers. He's he's definitely one of your kind of heart and soul guys, and you know he's doing his job. Is he's he's, he's just not he's not like an elite player, but like. If the king, the king, if the Lakers were ever to become a winning team, he can probably carve out a role on on that team.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he eats for free in uh most days. I feel
0: <laughs> oh, hopefully, because like Lakers, it, you know, they're they're the show in town, so like you know, it, I, I just hope I just hope LA treats him well.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, going off topic or whatever, I just remember that uh, Shump interview uh, where uh, whatchamacallit when he was in New York. It, if he like befriended a lot the you know the rich folks Uh, he pretty much got a free dinner
0: almost every other night i mean yeah uh, same thing when you play for the knicks and you're in new york and you're winning you you get all the out the admiration from fans you get you get just all the good stuff if you're julius randall you you, you still you still might get some but i I don't know Uh anyways uh jta he he was all right like i don't think he played well but he was all right
1: Uh, yeah i mean to be honest i don't i
0: don't remember
1: much from him other than you know him fouling fox by hitting his elbow on the jumper
0: yeah he had one job defend fox without fouling granted very tough job but you know that's what you're out there for but whatever Russ. I thought it was an okay Rust game for the most part, up until the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter was bad.
1: Yeah. Oh man. I mean, he he still does rust things, to be honest.
0: And it started out really well for him. He he hit two threes that were pretty well, the first one was wide ass open. The second one was a bullshit three that he just kind of flung in. Mm-hmm. And then, like in the crunch time, I believe there were two straight possessions where basically like the ball would end up in his hands and he would either miss the shot or just force a sharp shot clock violation and i, remember, I now the broadcast cut out so i didn't see the whole interaction but lebron was angry at somebody
1: <laughs> i mean not going to lie i felt like we defended him well enough to the point where he had he forced a lot of shots in our favor but i mean yeah definitely some of the shots he makes, it's just, I can't understand how it goes in, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and also, there's one thing that's making me, it's just really annoyed. Look, I do feel bad for Russ to a certain degree, just because he's in a position where it's not built for him, and it's tough for him to kind of carve out a role sometimes. At the same time, I'm seeing so many videos lately of just like, oh my god, do you guys remember how good Russ was? How he was the most unstoppable force in the league? And I'm like, fuck off. He was never that. <laughs> he was good. He, he was really, really good. He was not. He was not some crazy, ridiculous god out there. He like people. Tr- people like seem to like think he was Kobe back in the day. Like they worship him. Like he was Kobe back in the day. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, anyways, I thought he was fine for the most part up until, like, the fourth quarter.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, Kendrick Nunn did have a good game against us. I still think he sucks, but <laughs> that's just me. Plus, 18. Good for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he hit some pretty... Uh, some BS shots, in my opinion. Uh, yeah,
0: most of the threes he hit, I'm just like, yeah, just give it to him. And also, by the way, the, there was a few plays where he was—he's like getting into his bag, and like there was one specific play where Metu was guarding him, and he's—you know—Kentrick Nunn's getting into his bag, and I'm just screaming at the TV, just press up on him, like don't let him shoot the three this he, he—he can't do shit against you at, uh, at the rim, and the Kings kept backing up because I assume Mike Brown told them like, hey, protect the paint, just just mm-hmm. let him shoot the jumper. But he's probably one of their only guys that can actually hit the jumper, and I'm—I'm I'm just saying, like you gotta you, you got to be up on him he can't he can't do shit at the rim so just just press up on him
1: well i guess now we know because i mean last game i don't remember him doing anything
0: yeah i don't remember him doing anything yeah again a good game you know congratulations to him plus 18 jta plus 12 like good good for him mm-hmm. but you know I, I kendrick nunn is kendrick does not good <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say that right now it's sorry you guys have to wait an entire year for him to come back Laker fans
1: oh geez i i totally forgot about
0: that uh max christie i thought he was good for the most part like didn't didn't try to do too much just kind of played his role you know he did what he did yeah
1: i mean still rookie and still learning to be honest with you know Gain some, uh, most admits, you know, away from uh, some of these other guys. To be honest,
0: yeah, I think I think he'll figure it out at some point. He, he's young, he's a rookie, and he's in the rotation, so you know, good for him. Mm-hmm. And with this win, the Kings now move on to the three seed. Imagine making that prediction early in the season. Oh, actually, that? there's still six and a half on my screen. Refresh. Yes, they are now in the three seed. Six six games behind Denver.
1: Yeah, very very crazy to be honest. Being this high midway through the season.
0: Yeah, and you know one more important thing: it's finally building some cushion around that that you know that smushed kind of the pack. Basically, Final, you're you're now t- you're now one and a half above, no two and a half above the fifth seed Dallas, and then you know you are now what four and a half games out of the out of the play-in completely so you've built yourself a bit of a cushion now and that's the thing that the kings needed to do and to take advantage of this part of the schedule and it's just to be able to pick up these wins to you know separate yourself from the pack and they've kind of done that you know two and a half that's not too bad like of a cushion
1: oh yeah as long as we keep on playing like we keep on playing (laughs) geez that's not that's not what i want to say but I mean pretty much it will be you know in the playoffs in no time.
0: Yeah. So, you know, hopefully they keep this up. And yeah, I don't like okay, well so here's the other part of the questions. I kind of answered it on la- on the last episode. You know, I talked about like them needing to shake up like the like the bench. I don't think they need to do it this way. But do the Kings need to make a trade in the meantime?
1: uh in my opinion i i still feel like we need that big uh, just a big (laughs) a big uh then again i mean i don't know what's up with alex when because we haven't seen him much and he's really not in the rotation anymore and uh i mean he, he he's still a learning process uh still you know uh in the stop and king so i don't know i feel like in my personal opinion we need just a uh, not a playoff ready big just a competent what big to you know uh get behind Sabonis when he needs rest
0: so James Ham has constantly thrown thrown out this player as a, a backup big to Sabonis Mason Plumley what do you think of that
1: hmm wait who uh, wait where does he play now geez oh, hornets a, hornets Oh man, uh I not gonna lie. I I wouldn't mind it. What is the price though? That's that's another question.
0: That's a tricky question. You you have to match the salary, he's around like 10 million, which isn't too bad. So yeah, you can probably like I don't know, do Alex Lynn or something. Uh, I don't know in like a second. It should it shouldn't be much, but like that's an interesting idea. I don't think they can play together. But as a legit backup that can do a lot of what Sabonis can do, Mason Plumlee is not a bad option at all. James Ham has kind of ch- changed my mind on that. Also, I get to see the left-handed shot. Oh God! So it, it is a it is just one of the funniest things in the league. So yeah, I I be I be a fan of it.
1: I mean, who knows? Maybe when if he ever comes to the, the Kings, he'll shoot with his right hand. <laughs> he'll be huh?
0: honestly there was a fu- like there was a meme going on like last year i think when uh robin lopez was on the wizards where mm-hmm. he would shoot this un- really ugly looking hook shot that could not be stopped i have been i was kind of a fan of like say king should think about signing robin lopez <laughs> just as kind of like that little rim pro- kind of like a a, rim, a decent rim protector you know a big that can kind of do some stuff so uh-huh. i don't know if he's available but you know Look towards Robin Lopez.
1: Mm. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I actually do not know too many uh trade potentials to be honest, around the week that we could go after. But
0: the the one guy that I keep hearing, like kind of the nerd, the the nerd's favorite option, Mo Bamba. yeah I, I can see why, because this is kind of what you need. You need a big who can protect the rim. And can also, you know, shoot just to provide spacing because Sabonis, as good as he's been, doesn't really provide spacing despite actually being a pretty good three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. It's so you know it, it's a it's a tough mix and like I don't think Mo Bamba's good enough is the problem. Like you, you need someone who's really like really good at that role and you know you know you know what this sounds like. They need Miles Turner, but that, that's not happening. So you, you know. It, it's a it's an interest like Mo Bama's an interesting option. He would probably cost the least, honestly. And he'd probably be the one that fits Sabonis the most, but at the same time, like I don't think he's good enough. Like there's a reason why he's not playing in Orlando.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's tough because I feel like we need someone to come off the bench for Sabonis more than play alongside, even though you know Sabonis can Play alongside with our bench. You know, always it's just uh, we just need that kind of guy to give Sabonis that rest because he's been playing so much for us so far.
0: Yeah, and even though even though it didn't cost us this game, you can see how the offense can be really ugly without Sabonis out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we escaped this game, but you know, there's going to be a lot of games where you're not going to survive without Sabonis out there. Uh, what, what about what about this trade target? So apparently, this guy's gonna be going for two seconds. So, oh. which was interesting to me. Would you you do you want to take a guess of who it is that's gonna go for two seconds? He's on the East.
1: Two seconds. For some reason, I feel like he's in the Nets. Is he on the Nets?
0: <laughs> he is not on the Nets. You're
1: very close though. It's Cam Reddish on the Knicks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You I know mean, what?
0: If it's two seconds, would you do it?
1: I I would do it to be honest. I mean, shoot, they they got they just got Cam Reddish just last season, didn't they? And what has he done so far?
0: It, it might be a like the hope is that is a Tibbs issue more than it is a Cam Reddish issue. But he didn't play. He didn't play like a, he. Don't, he didn't get big minutes like when he was with the Hawks either. So there might be something there but you know this kind of brings me on to my second question like james ham brought brought this up look harrison barnes is on this on the last year of his contract there's a there's a good chance he, he might not sign an extension there's a chance he might sign an extension but are you willing let's just say let's just say you know You're going to go into this offseason with Harrison Barnes as a as a uh, unrestricted free agent. Are you willing to take that risk?
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough call. And luckily, we're not GMs to make that kind of call. uh, I mean, what can we get for him?
0: I think we can get some good stuff from him for him. Most likely. yeah, He's really good.
1: Most likely, yeah. It's just it's it's hard to let him go if he is willing to you know want to stay with us.
0: I think he is actually willing to stay with us because we we're building, we're finally winning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great feeling after you know being down in the dumps for as long as the Kings have during uh, Harrison's tenure. Like <laughs> you know, I feel like what would you go as a price point for him, like in terms of an extension?
1: Oh gosh. It's gonna be a decent chunk for sure. It's gonna be close to 20, I feel.
0: That's honestly what I what I assumed it would be. James Ham threw out the number 45 over three, I think that's really Ooh, low. That's, that's really good for Barnes. That's really good for Barnes. Even even if we're assuming he's gonna decline going forward, that's great for Barnes.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that. That is very, very cheap for Barnes, to be
0: honest. And also, like, I you know, if you do, you know, the best-case scenario, like, you know, Barnes kind of comes off the bench and you slide Keegan into the four or the three. And then, like, you know, if you want to, like, I don't, look, you, you're going to have to, Kings are going to have to do the research on this, what the issue is. But if you can slide Cam Reddish in, into that role as well, just have another wing, just kind of in the wing no pun intended in the wings waiting like that now you've established your wing rotation basically
1: yeah it'd be interesting but you know we gotta wait for these type of moves to even happen first to be uh considering this because I'd, I'd rather you know keep barnes to be honest if you know he's willing to stay before thinking about cam reddish which i I feel like I don't think we'll be playing him off the bench if we were to acquire him.
0: Okay, la- last guy I want to bring up. So apparently the price for John Collins has fallen a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's apparently gotten to the point where they'll settle for just a decent player and maybe a pick.
1: With decent player as in like Harrison Barnes and a pick?
0: So this is, this is, well... Yeah, that's why I assume it would be. But there's the caveat: what if, what if you can do it without Keegan or Keegan or Harrison?
1: Oh my gosh! Uh, like, how?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a <laughs> in a perfect scenario. They take Trey Lyles. They take they take uh they take Alex Len, Terrence Davis. Dear and,
1: God! That's... Yeah, in
0: a perfect world. don't i don't even think that matches with the salary but whatever
1: yeah Mm. as much as i wish we could get john collins it's yeah still why we we really don't have anyone that i want to you know trade away just for him
0: but what about this just harrison and let's and so the pick that we sent over for herder that apparently can be renegotiated to basically make it an unprotected one in like 2024
1: 2025
0: uh uh-huh. let's just say it's just Harrison and you, let's just say you give up an unprotected 25 which basically just is just you already gave up the pick anyways so basically it's just renegotiating that pick so mm. it's is Harrison and a pick essentially would you do that
1: Yeah, I would. So wait, you're saying that the pick that we gave to the Hawks
0: That just gets renegotiated, yes.
1: To unprotected.
0: Essentially, because like the way it works is that since we protected it, we can't trade our we can't trade a pick until I think 2028.
1: Huh. Because of just how the
0: stepping rule works. You know what that is. Yeah,
1: I I really do not. Like I said, we're not GM. Sorry, I'm not a GM. Do you know that kind of stuff?
0: Look, I had said that if it's just Harrison, I think I would do it. But Harrison oh, yeah. just had a really good game. That actually makes it tougher. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I have faith that John Collins can work with our system.
0: And here's the thing: I was talking about like trading for Cam Reddish. I hope you still have enough after all this. If you like, if you trade Harrison Barnes and you replace him with John Collins and Cam Reddish, that's not a bad. that's really good. You might take mm. a teeny, you might still ultimately take a bit of a step back because Harrison Barnes is still really important to this team. And Cam Reddish, I don't know what's going on. I, again, I hope it's a Tibbs thing more than it is a him thing. Like, you know, you, you kind of set yourself up for the future.
1: Hmm. I see. <laughs>
0: oh, gosh. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess we'll see because I mean, no real rumors or you know news yeah right
0: um not with not according to the kings the only thing is, is that apparently holmes is very much available
1: oh i see uh yeah. that's true jeez i forgot
0: yeah um i guess what i guess uh what was my other thought i i think the honestly i think the best thing is just to keep barnes because you, you need Barnes to teach uh, Keegan that slow two-step.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: not I'm not letting him go until Keegan learns <laughs> that move.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. All right. So uh that's gonna be it for our King's Talk. Uh okay, so since you've been gone, I'm I'm not gonna sing it, but the Niners beat the shit out of the Seahawks basically in the second half, and Brock Purdy had a really, really good game
1: oh yeah Yeah. oh yes they did oh yes they
0: did did you actually watch the game actually were you able to
1: uh it's kind of weird (laughs) Uh, i'll probably talk it over off air but yeah i i watched it uh pretty briefly because um i was doing other stuff but uh whatchamacallit yeah i just uh, whatchamacallit i remember watching part of the first a uh, half, and I was a little skeptical because you know it was still a pretty tight game. Anything could happen uh, in that first half, but you know, it, 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 Niners pretty much sealed the deal in the second.
0: Okay, well, I'm not going to ask you to break down the game then, but the, my question is: so I I listened to this on uh, on the mismatch. Now, of course, they're not football experts by any means, but they, they did bring it up. So, Brock Purdy had a really good game. Let's just say Jimmy G is all of a sudden healthy. Uh, yeah, I know. It should he become the quarterback again or should they just should, are they gonna make the do you think they're gonna make the decision to stick with Brock?
1: I would want to say to stick with Brock. I oh man. I mean, I know they've seen Jimmy without the boot, walking in tennis shoes and all that. I don't know how like completely 100% he is. I don't know if he studied the playbooks or whatnot to, you know.
0: He's going to be rusty, too.
1: Yeah, and he will be rusty. But he is definitely a great backup in case and, you know, not hoping for any injury. If Brock Purdy does somehow go down, he will be a great backup for yes. sure.
0: Just poor Jimmy G. Like it was Trey Lance at first, and now like someone else has supplanted him. I, it's just, it's, it's a bit unfortunate for him.
1: It, it, I mean, it's a crazy season for, you know, the Niners quarterbacks. Like Trey Lance going down, Jimmy G pretty much having a resurgence of, uh, you know, of a season leading us, uh, what was it? I think 7 3, I want to say. Uh, and
0: then Jimmy G goes down <laughs> and the sky is falling. And oh my God. Is Brock the birth of Brock Hurry? Oh, yeah,
1: and you know, in a lot of ways, Brock is definitely playing a lot better than uh Jimmy, in my opinion. Uh, definitely a lot better than what I remembered. Uh, you know, Brock in the preseason where he was just throwing bullets, and I thought it was, I mean, it was just doing a little too much, but he. I mean, seeing him throw and, you know, scuffle around and, uh, whatchamacallit, it's just uh, pretty crazy to see because, it's, I mean, it's actually working out for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, good good for your, your 49ers. Who, who do they face the, on the next round?
1: The boys.
0: Them boys, the yes. Dallas Cowboys.
1: The boys on I'm- Sunday.
0: I'm gonna assume you you have 49ers for that one right did they beat them last year remember right
1: <laughs> yeah well, yeah last year was a was a crazy game for the Cowboys winning on a clock ball that uh yeah thank you Dak. thank you
0: yeah also did you see that was it I forgot was it the no the San Diego no the La Chargers right
1: they oh blew the
0: 27 gosh. point lead I, I saw i saw the title like of, from chisel to donna's and then i was like no they're not blowing this league holy shit they actually blew the league because like the title was like they blow a 27 point lead i thought they just blew it and then they got it back but no they actually fucking lost <laughs> so
1: it, it, yeah that was a disgusting <laughs> game to
0: the fucking jaguars no less like aren't they trash?
1: oh no they're they're up and coming uh the mm. jaguars i mean okay they're up and coming it's just the chargers they're they've been doing this for quite a while i feel to be honest i mean gosh i i remember uh, i was actually watching that game too because it was uh i believe the niners and the jags are in the same day were they uh i forgot but I remember uh, watching uh, parts of the LA Chargers and the Jaguars, and it was like, what? 27-0, 27 something, and then seven uh, by the first half. And I was like, man, Jaguars, not gonna lie, I didn't have faith uh, in coming back because uh, what you going to call Trevor Lawrence, man, four picks, I believe all in the first half too. But it is Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know, really know what to say to that. I'll, I'll break. <laughs> I'll I'll break the awkwardness by just uh, po- uh jumping back to the Kings really quickly. Uh, PJ Dozier is getting signed to a second ten-day contract. So.
1: Oh, okay. The guard off Stockton.
0: Um. Uh, no, he was not off Stockton. I forgot which oh. team he was from. Well, he, he used to play for the Nuggets. So. And then he got injured, and now he's now he's um basically he basically Jordy Fernandez. He played for Jordy Fernandez and you know he knows him, so you know that's that's why he's on this team. I haven't seen anything from him to be honest. So but yeah, he gets a t- second 10-day contract, so just there's that just to bring him back to basketball.
1: Okay, good for him.
0: Okay, uh anything else you want to talk about uh regarding football?
1: Hmm. I don't know, but hopefully uh we can beat them boys because you know I don't, wanna, I don't want
0: to I don't want to hear we them boys I'd rather hear <laughs> bang bang niner gang." I'll just say that I'll just say that
1: let's see I actually do not know if we're gonna be playing at home or in you know the gods arena
0: well whatever it is don't I don't want to be here hearing we them boys I want to hear Janet Sharp be telling Skip Bayless that although I don't know they're in the best of relationships now. I don't know if that's gonna be a thing anymore.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Um so, well speaking of the Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars, um uh, the the owners of the team, the cons, uh Tony Khan also uh mm. owns AEW. I get that transition.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh I just want to uh, do a quick tribute to uh Jay Briscoe um of one half of the briscoes of roh he unfortunately died in a car accident um i think yesterday yeah um really really unfortunate um he's just really 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 sucked. i I don't know the details of the police but it's really unfortunate because he was a really really good wrestler i'll be honest i wish i saw the match because apparently they had a really good match with ftr and it was like a five-star match so he was definitely a really good really really good tag team wrestler and you know the the world lost lost a good one, and AEW plenty of tributes to them tonight.
1: Mm, I see.
0: Yep. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. And sorry on that somber note, but yes, the Kings beat the beat the Lakers like the beam. Kings are on a five game win streak now. What seven games above five hundred? So there's that.
1: Yep. Yeah, on our way to hopefully you know over achieving my prediction of uh 41 41.
0: i think i think they're gonna go beyond that. do you you (laughs) want to do you you think they're gonna make 50
1: i don't know to (laughs) give
0: you a bit of comparison timberwolves went i believe 37 47 last year
1: with their team (laughs) uh i'd say it's very possible if we keep you know on this uh trajectory yeah trajectory Uh, but um you know you never know i would i would uh, love to for us to hit that 50 mark but you know i'm just gonna keep the bar low and hope for you know 41.
0: uh sorry they won 46 so that was close oh
1: yeah i mean it's still close to 50.
0: You know what? Keep up the momentum, and we'll see what this team looks like after the uh after the trade deadline. Hopefully, it's a move that doesn't disrupt the chemistry because the chemistry is is immaculate right now. So, you know, the vibes are so good. If Monty's going to make a trade, do keep that in mind. I'll just say that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know,
0: sorry for the weird change of tone. I really did not want to. After the Jay Briscoe stuff, I, I don't want to end this podcast on a down note. So, just a little, just a little happier note. You know, kings win. Kings are seven, seven above five hundred. And hopefully they keep up this momentum.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to this one. Uh, we'll catch you guys back uh after the Philly game. Uh we'll see how, we'll see who's on the podcast for that one because it, it's it's a busy weekend, unfortunately for both of us. I I I'm gonna actually have trouble actually making the podcast. We'll we'll see how how everything turns out. But well we will see you. Um, after the Philly game because it is a back-to-back, Thunder and Philly.
1: Yep. Right. Well, we'll see you guys later.